0: You might just feel stressed, but you're saying, I'm overwhelmed. So your brain thinks you're overwhelmed and then shuts down your nervous system. Using the proper language around how you're feeling and what your emotion is, is incredibly important for how you experience that emotion. Welcome everyone. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late thirties, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Hey, everyone, welcome back. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about this amazing, amazing information that I'm getting from the Brene Brown, HBO Max, Atlas of the Heart series. So I watched one last night, and I was blown away when she went over the difference between stress and overwhelm. And the reason I was blown away about it Is because I think this is so applicable to medicine. And if we don't understand how our bodies react to these emotions and actually how to use language around these emotions, then I don't think we can, number one, move forward in a healthier way in medicine and also help people understand what we're going through. When Brene described stress on the body, or feeling stressed, she gives these incredible stories. She relates it back to when she was a waitress and was waiting tables and would say, stress is when you're in the weeds. You'd come into the kitchen and say, I'm in the weeds. And the other wait staff would say, what do you need? And she'd say, I need you to go deliver rolls to this table. I need you to give iced tea to this table. I need you to tell the hostess that these people have moved from smoking to non-smoking. And you start delegating. And so that all of a sudden, what was unmanageable, what you could not manage by yourself, then becomes more manageable. That's stress. And she says, when we walk through our lives, our lives are weedy, meaning we get in the weeds a fair bit in our lives. And when we talk about medicine, relating this to medicine and and walking into our jobs every day, I would say the baseline in medicine is in the weeds when things are good. When things are not good in medicine, a.k.a. right now, when we're short-staffed, when staffing ratios are incredibly high, when we have incredible amounts of stress otherwise in our lives, not only from our jobs. I don't feel like we're in the weeds every day in medicine right now. I feel like we're in a cornfield. So in the weeds, at least I feel like when we're fully staffed and we you know, feel very well supported. You can say, Hey, I'm in the weeds. Can you please go do this? And other people have the bandwidth to say, Yeah, I can do that. I can help you. I feel like we're in a cornfield right now because we don't know what's coming at us. We can't see it until it's right in front of us and we're just reacting to it. And really, we don't have anybody to give other things to because everybody's in a cornfield. And so that leads into her next point. So, Overwhelm comes down to your body, your nervous system can't take one more thing. Your body is literally saying, I can't take one more thing. And when she relates this back to being a waitress, she would say, she'd go into the kitchen and say, I'm blown. And those were the words that were used when overwhelm was happening. Your nervous system couldn't take one more thing. And you were basically on the verge of tears or crying already. And that's when the other staff would say, what's your login number? What tables do you have? And they would fully take over. And when you came in and said, I'm blown, the rule was you couldn't do anything for about 10 or 15 minutes. You had to either go outside, go in the freezer, go in the bathroom, but 10 to 15 minutes, you could do nothing. They completely took over your tables. And what she said was so amazing about this is that when your body is overwhelmed, the cure for that is doing nothing. When your nervous system can't take one more thing, in order to help the problem, you have to do nothing. And she gave a great example of the first time she said she was blown, she went out and smoked a cigarette because she was a smoker at that time and then went into the freezer and for 10 or 15 minutes did not do anything. And then she was able to come back and finish her shift. The second time she was blown, she was on like a triple shift and it was at the end of the shift. And so the other workers said, hey, we got you go home. So she gets in the car and because her restaurant served Tabasco on every table, she had Tabasco sauce on her hands. So she's in the car and she's overwhelmed, right? So she's crying, her nervous system can't take one more thing. And again, at the time she was a smoker. So she was smoking, driving, crying all at once. Well, what happens is she rubs her eye with a Tabasco sauce and then is just like, oh my gosh, I can't see. She burns her skirt with her cigarette and as all of this is happening, she's trying to drive. Well, she can't drive. So she jumps the curb and ends up in a parking lot like, and just stops. It's a great example of she was overwhelmed and she didn't sit and do nothing. She tried to do something which was driving, smoking, and crying all the same time. Your Her nervous system couldn't handle it. And she said, this is when bad decisions get made. And this, I had to like pause the show. And I was just like, wow. Because when you think about medicine, there are so many times, and even on a shift, there might be so many times where we feel overwhelmed, not just stress, not just in a cornfield, but overwhelmed, where our nervous system is shutting down. We're ready to cry. We we can't fathom the tasks we have to do and things just keep coming. Life is unfolding faster than we can keep up with it. This is when bad decisions get made. And if we don't have a system in place in medicine to go to our other staff or go to the manager and say, I'm blown and somebody needs to take over for 10 or 15 minutes, which Right now, I don't feel that we have now. I mean, it may be possible, but I really feel like when you're blown, you go into the bathroom and cry, but nobody's covering your stuff. It just keeps building. There isn't a mechanism to say I'm blown and walk away. And that's scary because I think That is when bad things happen, that the double checks don't happen. Or if they happen, your brain is just not there. Again, your nervous system is overwhelmed. And so your concentration is not there. This is so applicable in medicine and is so important to understand because if we do not understand this, if we don't understand what our bodies are telling us and the difference between stress and overwhelm, then we can't communicate this and our needs to others around us, our managers, our administrators, and how important this is for patient care. This is incredibly important. In shifts where we don't get to step away and eat and go to the bathroom and take a minute, it's almost impossible to feel like you can step away for 15 minutes and do nothing. But that is what is needed so that you can let your nervous system come down a little bit and make sure that your brain is in this and making good choices. This was something that I felt so, so deep in my core when she said this, because where we are in medicine right now, we're not in the weeds. We're in a cornfield every day. And that's the level of stress we're carrying. But I know there are times when overwhelm happens and I I can't stress this enough. If we aren't able to step away, I think that's when bad things happen. And that happens at every level. That happens at the physician level, at the advanced practice level, at the nursing level, at the certified medical assistant level, and every other level they're on. Meaning, if our food service staff is overwhelmed, they could give the wrong tray to a patient, meaning if that's a diabetic patient, and they give them the wrong tray. There's too much sugar on it, right? This happens at every level. We need our brains at every level of medicine. There is no level of medicine that doesn't affect the patient care. This is so important to understand, and for us to have a language around this and a common language around this to help everyone understand what's going on with the person feeling it. So I thought that was so powerful. And I just had to put that out on the podcast today because a common language. And she also states that the way we label emotions dictates how we experience them. And that's really big too, because if we haven't been taught or we, ha- we don't understand the definition of a certain emotion, then we may label it as something else, meaning you might just feel stressed, but you're saying I'm overwhelmed. So your brain thinks you're overwhelmed and then shuts down your nervous system. Using the proper language around how you're feeling and what your emotion is, is incredibly important for how you experience that emotion. She also said in this series, how your body will experience an increased heart rate, maybe a little feeling of jittery in your stomach, a little bit quicker breath. That feeling could be anxiety or could be excitement. And how you label that will dictate how you experience it, which is really interesting because I definitely can say that when I've had speaking engagements, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm super anxious before I get up and talk. And other times I feel like I'm super excited. And so it's interesting just categorizing that. Now, I don't think it works in every case. And she is very specific about this. She's like, I don't think you can feel completely anxious and your body is really reacting to that and just flip it and say, no, I'm actually just really excited. She's pretty She's pretty um, vocal about that. But it is an interesting point as to how we label our emotions from what we're feeling. And correctly labeling these can help us walk through those. So just if you have the time and you have HBO Max, watch this series. It is mind-blowing. It's like going to a course at a college. So, I mean, like when you sit down, you kind of have have some bandwidth to like listen and really process, which can be difficult when you have time to like sit down and watch TV. Usually when I sit down and watch TV, I'm like, my brain's already kind of, you know, checked out. But this is very engaging and very enlightening. And I highly, highly encourage it. And I highly encourage you to take this information and number one, share it. You know, tell people to listen to this podcast. Push it to them, have managers and administrators listen to this or have them watch the show. Get this information out there because it's important in the general population to know whether you're stressed or overwhelmed, yes. But in medicine, I think this is critical. This is literally patient care at stake. So that was the podcast for today. I really, really hope this helps. That I can bring these things that I'm learning to y'all and enlighten your world and the context with which you're functioning. And I really do this with so much love in my heart because I know we are just struggling in medicine right now. And if we don't have the words to communicate and the research behind it to communicate our needs and why things need to change, if we're just showing up and saying, well, it sucks and we're short staffed. Well, that's, we understand that, right? Working in medicine, we understand that. But the people that can make the changes don't understand that, right? They need other things to fall into place to understand exactly what we're going through and what needs to be done. I just thought this was so important. So again, please share, let's try to form a common language so people understand what we're going through and how important this is. All right. I will see y'all back here next week. Have a great week. So much love and good energy coming at you. Take care. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review. And also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider.